Nashville, and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I am your co-host, Stuart Deming. Today's episode is brought to you by Explore Tours. If you want to learn about the city of Nashville, come take a historic walking tour of downtown Nashville with us. We're heading to downtown. This is going to be about a two-hour-long walking tour. We have a few dates available for October. We made an announcement a couple weeks ago. Uh, My wife and I are expecting our first child, so uh, the tours will be available here and there over the next couple months, and then we're really going to dive deep into it uh, in the new year. We're going to be launching a bunch of new tours. uh, Probably towards November and December, we're going to have some Christmas tours of Nashville, so head over to ExploreTours.com. You can use the code ND10 to take 10% off the Nashville History Walking Tour. Also, So if you are in the need for caffeine, which I feel like I need caffeine right now, you need to head over to blessedaycoffee.com. Use the code XPLR20 to get 20% off. I'm drinking it right now. Uh, So if you're looking for some amazing roast and to support a local coffee roaster, uh, head to blessedaycoffee.com. Use the code XPLR20 to take 20% off of your order uh, right now. And he also has free delivery in the Nashville area. Aaron, we went on a trip through West Tennessee last week. Yeah, we did. And the reels uh, for that trip, it was a four-day trip. That's why there was not an episode last week because we were, we were deep in the middle of West Tennessee. Uh, there, is, there is, if you're, if you're missing the Stuart and Aaron content, uh, then make sure you're following us at explore.nash um, for the Instagram side of things yeah that's where we're putting a lot of during our trips and we're going to be taking more that's where the, some of that is going to be on more of the day-to-day yeah so head over to our instagram explore.nash but i want to uh i just wanted to walk through our trip last week yeah uh, talk about some of the highlights and some of the places that we visited uh so we started our journey uh so it was from nashville to paris tennessee with a with a ending in jackson with ending in jackson and then back to nashville uh so Basically, we left Nashville, we we had Loveless Cafe, and then we went down the Natchez Trace a little bit. Um, basically, to Centerville, we went down the Natchez Trace to Centerville. Yeah. So that was, that was a nice little trip down the, the Trace. Uh, we explored downtown Centerville, saw Cousin Minnie Pearl, ate at the local place, which their coffee is fantastic, and their salad was really good. Well, their and, and ice here's, cream was really good. Yeah, that's the thing that... Um, I don't, I don't know how new, like, every place has got to have some kind of ice cream is. Um, but uh, the local place having, like, really, really good ice cream was amazing. Yeah. Uh, there, we, we, we found a lot of ice cream in a lot of our we, recent uh, adventures. Yeah, we ate a lot of ice cream last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we went to Grinder Switch. And then after that, we went over to the Natchez Trace State Park. Uh, then we had the opportunity to eat at a brand new restaurant in Lexington, Tennessee called Maine and Monroe. This place is phenomenal. Uh, you need to make the trip out to Lexington, Tennessee to go to this restaurant. Uh, they treated us really well. We tried like six or seven different menu items. It was awesome. Great experience. The steak melted in my mouth. It was so freaking good. But the best thing is, is the beef is grown about five miles away from the restaurant and then it's slaughtered about 15 to 20 miles away from the restaurant. So it's all within basically that county. Yeah. And they had, uh, there's two things that stood out to me. These beef sausage balls. Oh my gosh. That they served up with homemade sauce and a cheese plate uh, Mm -hmm. to, to kind of a, a sausage and cheese plate and spicy pickles in the mix. And it was really good. Yeah. Um, and then also the, uh, one of the chefs made a gumbo 
that it was shrimp, so you couldn't have it. Yep. Uh, but it it had shrimp, it had sausage, it had crawfish, it had uh, just a little bit of everything in there. And you, you said it was one of the best really, gumbos you've ever had, right? It like I've I don't think I since since I've been down in New Orleans a lot. There's not a gumbo that I've had that compares that compares to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it close. Uh, but that was that was the closest thing I've had to it like smelled, a really good New Orleans. It smelled gumbo. really good. Yeah. I just I'm allergic to shrimp, so <laughs> didn't really need to rush to the hospital. The next day, uh, we had uh, breakfast at a really small place in Lexington called uh, Corner Cafe. Uh, I had this meat freaking omelet that was amazing. We had coffee at the coffee shop in downtown Lexington. From there, we drove to Adamsville, Tennessee, a yeah. town I've never been to. Nope. And we learned about Buford Pusser. And he was the sheriff that has a really fascinating story. Uh, his wife yeah. was assassinated. He was most likely assassinated in a car accident, even though it looked like it was a car accident. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, there's there's a few movies that I'm going to watch about him. Uh, that the original Walk the Line, not the, the one of The Rock. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, it is the, the phrase walk tall and carry a big stick came from him which i i think that's wrong that actually came from theodore roosevelt (laughs) Um, you know what it may have because theodore roosevelt was in later in his life was really struggling with walking oh yeah yeah. so i I think it came from theodore that makes a lot more sense than buford (laughs) because i asked the curator and she's she's like like, oh yeah yeah, yeah." i'm like i I think you're making that up (laughs) but to carry a big stick yeah, he carried a big stick and he beat a lot of people with sticks <laughs> because he was cleaning up. There's a, a an Alabama uh, mafia a, a mafia type yeah yeah uh, gang that was running around and and uh, and uh, super he, he fascinating kind of, story. Kind of pinpointed them and made sure they weren't causing trouble anymore. Yeah, and then uh, from there we went down to Savannah. So in three days we were in Lexington, Savannah, and Paris. Uh, we went to Savannah, explored that little downtown, saw the Tennessee River Museum. From there, we went to the Outpost, which is this really interesting thing. It's like this huge, massive restaurant with a general store, an ice cream shop, a wood maker, a Airbnb, a another shop. It, it was like this combination of like, yeah, it felt like kind of like a theme park, like in the sense of how many things were there <laughs> at one place. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it what is. you would find in Gatlinburg. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the food was like you wouldn't expect this this uh, restaurant that just kind of popped up in the middle of your drive. Yeah, uh, to to have incredibly good food. The food was great. Um, so it was really good. You could spend probably what a couple hours there. Yeah, I would say you could probably spend three hours there with yeah. food, with shopping at the little general store, the ice cream shop, and then the new uh, Bigfoot and Company. That store was fantastic as yeah. well. Uh, and she just opened that three and a half, four weeks ago. So that, there's a lot of places that are opening up in West Tennessee. It's really fascinating. After that, we went to Shiloh. And uh, the thing that stood out to me at the battlefield of Shiloh was the uh, daughter of the Confederacy statue. That thing was powerful. It told the entire story of, of the, the of battle, the battle yeah. of how the Confederates won the first day, the Union surrendered, and then the Union Army just swept the Confederates the second day. Yep. Uh, incredible, incredible statue. Um, from there, we drove to Humboldt, Tennessee. We stayed at a bed and breakfast called Magnolia Manor and Chapel, a beautiful, beautiful old church that's been converted to a bed and breakfast. That was an amazing experience. Uh, we ate at this Mexican restaurant in Humboldt, which was pretty good. I had the pineapple chicken queso dish. I can't remember <laughs> what it's called. 
Um, after that, the next day we drove to Paris, Tennessee, explored Paris, Tennessee, had a really interesting time in downtown Paris. This is the first time I've ever seen this in my entire life. But for you to cross the crosswalks, there was actually flags and you're supposed to put your flag up in the air and walk across the crosswalk. The the flags were uh, deposited at the these poles. The poles instead of having these, a sign. Yeah, these these poles uh, were where the normal kind of crosswalk signals would be, but instead you see a bucket of poles attached to the yep. or a bucket of flags attached to the pole. And so a we bucket of we, poles attached to the pole would be uh, funny. It would be funny. Yeah. We we had somebody explain. Uh, Blake he came by and explained to us what was happening. And he said, you take this and you walk across and you hold it up. And, and then he didn't do lets, it. And then, and then he walked across and he didn't do it. Yeah. And then no one did it. Even like the <laughs> sheriff wasn't doing it. And I'm like, okay, well, we, we did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a video coming out soon of me walking across this crosswalk with a flag. Uh, it's going to be on our Instagram account, explore.nash. From there, we went to saw the Eiffel Tower. It was as anti-calamic. <laughs> Calamic. Uh it wasn't as romantic as the Eiffel Tower in in actual Paris. Yeah, it's it's like it's like one of those things you just you kind of you have to. It's go like the, to. it's like that giant ball of yarn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That no. one. I think it was in like Parks and Rec uh, or something. One of those TV shows. Oh, like, the tinfoil ball. Oh, the tinfoil yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's like oh yeah, I see it, got the photo, now I leave. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's like you can't you can't do anything with it besides take a photo with it. Um, there are, it's fenced off. there are, yeah, there yeah. are similar, um, uh, like locks. It's got a, it's got a small fence around it, which people will place locks on like they do at bridges, uh, at, and, at, at bridges in, yeah. in Paris and stuff. Um, so that was cool. It's still like, it's cool to say that you have that in your city. Yeah. It's, you just can't be there I'm at it a, for more than 20 minutes. Yeah. 10 yeah minutes. The cool thing is. Is it, it's a very family friendly park. There's a water oh, yeah. pad there. There's two playgrounds there. There's yeah. this golf course there. So you could spend a lot of time at the park. Yeah. But to, for you to get your photos, you could be yeah. in and out seeing that Eiffel you, Tower in five minutes. You know what's funny is I, I was reading the plaques. I believe the Eiffel Tower, even though it's a public park, is privately owned. In in Paris? Yes. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. If if I read that plaque correctly. Yeah. Maybe wrong, but I th- I think that's the case. From when I was looking up the Eiffel Tower in Paris a long time ago, yes, it is privately owned. Um, Mr. Beast, the YouTuber, just had the opportunity to go on top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know if you saw that YouTube video. No. It's at like 95 million views. Okay, but uh, maybe one day we can get 95 million views on <laughs> us going to the Eiffel Tower. Maybe we'll get half the views if we climb the the Eiffel tower in, in Paris, Paris Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like six views. Um, so from there we went to uncle Billy's. This was like a true hidden gem restaurant. Wasn't expecting the sandwich. Like the sandwiches were great. And then we also had this thing called butt stick and, uh, basically it's a Boston, butt on a stick. Yeah. Kind of like uh, spare pieces off of a Boston, butt. yeah, cooked or smoked and, and placed on this skewer stick. Um, I had a pimento, grilled cheese that thing looked amazing it was it was pretty good we also had uh they had a hot potato bar mm-hmm. hot and cold potato bar and that was really really good 
Um, the place had only been open for like six years, six years, mm-hmm. but it felt but like it's been there for a long time. It really, it did. It felt like it was, it's been open for 30 years and everybody has been going for 30 years. It yep. was, it was pretty cool. Uh, we went over to new vision farms after that, uh, future uh, vision farms. Future, uh, yeah. I keep getting the name wrong on that. Uh, future vision farms. Uh, and we, uh, saw some pumpkins and then from there we went to Yoder's and I had a Reuben sandwich, which was amazing. Uh, from there we went to Buchanan resort in Paris and this is like an RV park that also has boats Con- and they have, boat there, rentals. There's condominiums. There's yeah. cabins. There's they a have lot there. Smaller homes. They have, uh, but those are kind of phasing out, and they're they're doing more kind of luxury RV sites, sites, yeah. uh, Wi-Fi, all of that kind of stuff. It, it's really cool. Uh, from there, we went to Do Drop In. And I had this brisket cheese sourdough sandwich. You had a burger that looked life changing. It was one of the better burgers that I've had in a long time. I would have taken half of that. Like it was a double quarter pounder with so double quarter patties. Yep. Quarter pound patties on there with a heaping pile of brisket on it Mm -hmm. with an array of barbecue sauces that was really good and onion ring on top. I would have taken it with half of the burger patties. Yeah, because I think it. I think that would be perfect. Yeah, um, but the flavor was amazing. It was really good, like so big you didn't know where to start kind mm-hmm. of burger. Uh, it is in an old bikers bar, so I'm just if you go to this restaurant, <laughs> just be under that assumption it is an old bikers bar. So there, it's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a bikers bar anymore. It's not. It's an old, but it bar. was. Yeah. Uh, then we stayed at the Natchez Trace Lodge, not the Natchez Trace Lodge, the Paris Landing Lodge. I get those confused every time. Uh, that was a really beautiful lodge. The next day we drove to Jackson, Tennessee, and we went to. Old Country Store. This was the initial concept for where Cracker Barrel came from, uh, which is amazing. They serve close to 500,000 people or more per year food. Yeah, they're thinking somewhere between 500 and 750,000. Which is insane. Yeah. Um, And it's just good old southern country cooking. Yep. Fried chicken, like the works, like the vegetables and and kielbasa. Like, it's just really good. Yeah, it was, I I think I've described it. described it to people so far as like probably one of the best kind of Southern fixings buffet that you can find that, that you can find. Yeah. Um, Monell's may be similar. Yep. Um, but it's different. You're, you're eating around a table instead of going up and getting something at a buffet like you would yep. at, at old country store. This is also the Casey Jones, uh, railway museum, railway museum and home. Uh, and Casey Jones is kind of a heroic figure, a, uh, a train engineer that sacrificed his life in a train accident for and kind of stayed with the train while he pulled the brakes and tried to get everything under control uh, while the conditions weren't ideal. And other people he would, you know, told them to, to jump off. So he's kind of a heroic figure in the area. Uh, so it's got a, a really nice railway museum. You learn a lot about railways in general, mm-hmm. railways in relative to the Civil War, yep. the history of, of railways, especially in the Jackson area. Um, and, and you also get to see the Casey Jones home uh, inside of there. So it's a great place uh, to not only eat, um, learn. This is a good this is not like a stretch your legs and, and go get something to eat, which you can. You can do that. Absolutely. Um, but I would encourage you guys to spend some time there because they've got 
they've got some outdoor sites to walk around. Oh, yeah. They have an amphitheater there. And you're like, where, where's this amphitheater come from? <laughs> <laughs> and it holds 6,000 people yeah. right now of grass. And yeah. Like, where the thing could have its own festival like the, oh yeah like casey, casey jones, jones festival. festival yeah yeah and oh, it's just yeah. a, songs about railroads <laughs> that's all it is uh brooks if you're listening yes there's your idea for yeah, your festival there you go all right uh so this week the new mayor of nashville was uh sworn in, sworn in already on did, monday did that happen faster than you thought it would it happened very fast <laughs> like within a week of him being elected uh, so that happened Monday at a private event uh, on Monday. That They're was not a it, so that was not open to the public. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So it was it was broadcast on News Channel Five. Uh, and then this Saturday they're doing like a community festival or something. So I think in downtown, uh, basically promoting Freddie O'Connell becoming the mayor of Nashville. Gotcha. So according to the Nashville Business Journal, he has hired some staff. Uh, his chief of staff, and he's brought in a lot of people that were on his campaign. Sure. So the chief of staff was the, the head of the campaign. His communications director was the head of communications for his campaign. So makes that's, sense. That's, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> but the most interesting thing, Nashville's new mayor has tapped a, fe- uh, a fellow former Metro Council member uh, to focus on the East Bank's development. Among a slate of hires announced September 26th, that includes a chief of staff. Mayor Freddie O'Connell has hired Bob Mendez as Metro's chief development officer. Uh, O'Connor's office announced Mendez, if you remember, wrote an entire letter on why Metro Council should not vote for the new stadium deal. Yeah, that's very, very it interesting. Is super interesting. So yeah. both both Freddie O'Connell and Bob Mendez voted yeah. against the stadium. Yeah. So I'd like to get his thoughts on the East Bank. Uh, as well, because I feel like somebody could have separate opinions from the stadium to the East Bank. It's it's probably not super likely, but because um, when we talked with Freddie, he wasn't against the East Bank. No, I um, think he was just he was against the the, the, the way stadium. the stadium happened. Yeah, not the it, stadium, but the way it happened. It just happened so fast. Yeah. Um, if you want to learn about the whole stadium and how this evolved. Uh, just head back into our archives. We have at least 35 to 40 episodes on it. Yeah. Um, uh, can I, speaking of stadiums, I just got to pop this news in real quick. The new Tampa. So the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, mm-hmm. they signed a, a, an agreement with, uh, it's not Tampa Bay. It's a suburb city. Um, and they will, they have a new stadium that they're going to be going in, um, which is good news because what, the uh, what MLB has said is that we'll focus on expansion teams once our other teams are taken care of, essentially. Interesting. And so that meant the athletics. Remember, they moved yeah, from Oakland Los Hayes. Angeles to Las Vegas or sorry, or Oakland. Oakland. Yep. The they moved from Oakland to Los Angeles or their new well, stadium Las is going to be Vegas. Vegas. Yes, yes. that's right. <laughs> it's all one of, of the loss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so. Uh, Tampa Bay that they were in the same boat. They needed a new stadium mm-hmm. really. And MLB was like, we can't really take care of anything else until that gets worked out. So now that they have an agreement, MLB can now, I, I don't think there's anything standing in their way, essentially of, of focusing on expansion teams. So that's good news for Nashville and MLB. Well, isn't, isn't the rumor still, uh, excuse me. isn't the rumor still that Baltimore uh, may be relocating 
So I'm not entirely sure. Um, this was, I'm going off information from what the MLB stars have put out. Okay. So they're saying the lane is clear for MLB to focus on expansion. So, all right, well maybe, uh, maybe by the time the new stadium's built, the, uh, the most productive email <laughs> they've ever put out. Yeah. The, <laughs> the new stadium for the, uh, baseball team is going to be developed. The thing yeah. that's interesting about that stadium is it right now, it's going to be completely privately funded, mm-hmm. which puts them in a very unique position. Taxpayers can't be upset. <laughs> uh, talking about people being upset, head over to explore.nash. And uh, there's, a, there's a video. I'm wearing a little button-down shirt, and we talk about what's happening with the East Bank. We're going to be talking about that later in the episode. But just read the comment section and have a good old jolly well, it's time. It's so funny because private. this is a, this is a thing where... It is a private developer announcing their plan. Basically, Metro owns the land, yep. but there's going to be private development put on top of that land. Yes, and then they're, they're doing a lease right yeah. from the city. Yeah. So the and, city and, is making money yeah. on this land. It's just it's going to have the lease, lease right agreements. Correct. Yeah. And, and so there's private development that's, that's saying, hey, here's, here's what we're going to put on top of it. Here's what's kind of being put put forward and everybody in the comments are like why are my tax dollars being spent this way we're like um it's a bond son what what bond <laughs> this is all no no no, 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 no de- for the stadium no no, no everyone I'm, everyone is complaining in the, uh, i'm about talking the about for the private development not yeah. the stadium the private development's going next to the stadium yeah. people are like why are my tax dollars going to this it's not and it's 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 not so if you want to have a good time in the comments head over to our instagram you uh You'll get lost <laughs> in some of the comments. All right. So there's some really big news this week uh, on Monday night. A crowd of more than 200 gathered for the ribbon cutting of the airport's international arrivals area. I yeah, wish we so were included. In that. And I believe that opened up. So Wednesday, which includes Wednesday morning was the first morning yep. that people could actually like enjoy that after the river. So this includes cutting. six gates above a hundred thousand square foot underground space for customs. Wow, that's cool. Uh, Airport CEO Doug Krulin told the crew that the day before September 24th was the busiest day in airport history. (laughs) What? With more than 80,000 passengers arriving and departing. We're not even in the peak of of event season yet. Yeah, wow. Like, like like last night was the first Predators game. Later October will be. I mean, October is going to be our peak. Imagine it could be 95,000 people a day going through the airport. Whew. In in three that's weeks. A, that's a few people. That, that is a few people. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. At that pace, the airport would be witnessing 29 million passengers in a year. The airport saw 21.9 million passengers in its last fiscal year, oh which ended in June. Gosh. Good. Night. Through two months of the current fiscal year, airport traffic is 10% higher than the start of the prior year. That's insane. Uh, if Nashville has hit its peak in tourism, I doubt it. All right. Uh, I doubt it fully. So there is some photos from the Nashville business journal, um, of the international arrivals. Yes. It's just a bunch of people. Let me, let me zoom in on this a little bit. Okay. All right. So let us know if you've gone to the airport, Acme feed and seed, open a space there. Had you- I, never mind. I'm not going to give my thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> they, they do have good food. That's not what I was going to comment. Uh, Hattie B is also open. This is Voodoo Donuts. Ooh. Um, 
Great little donuts. The Titan's, Titan's press, press box. box. That one looks pretty cool. That one looks very cool. As you can see, there's a bunch of people from the chamber in here. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. The hotel is going to be opening soon. All right. I guess it's just all people now. All right. Here we are. <laughs> Look it. It's a baggage. That's really nice thing. Welcome to Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to Nashville. Show us your passport. Show us your passport. Um, let's see. What else? That's going to be the new Hilton property. Yep. That's set to open, I think, mid or late December, possibly the in 31st the new year. Is, the 31st is their target date. Um, this is kind of cool. It's like that this is, little that is walkway cool. that has Music City, and it's like reflecting yeah. in the metal. Yeah, that is cool. Okay, that's the last photo. Okay. So that's the international terminal at the airport. So uh, there appears to be something opening where the former Piggly Wiggly site uh, once stood, and I don't know if they're using their the building. I expected I I there was a development announced there a while ago, long time. Ago. Um, so but the according to the Business Journal, there's a restaurant called Fancy Pants. It's a great it's name. Opening in the former. Now this is not okay. So this is not the downtown. No, that's Piggly gone. Wiggly. The this, Piggly, is, this is on Dickerson Pike. I have this Greg is the Dickerson Google guy. Pike Piggly Wiggly. Okay, I have Greg so the Greg's Google gonna, guy. Greg Greg's is here. Show us where where we are. Greg, it's been a long time. We haven't talked to you in a while. <laughs> uh, so we're on Dickerson Pike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is the last remaining Piggly Wiggly in Nashville, and it's about to be a new restaurant called Fancy Pants. That's okay. a great name. That's a great name for a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, I have a rendering from the Nashville Business Journal of of the restaurant. Nice. Um. So if you want to pull that up, it is up. So this is the the people building out Fancy Pants. Well, that is the fancy. same restaurant group of Butcher and B. Oh, okay. So you know this is going to be yeah top notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The really interesting thing about is the location. It's the location. <laughs> uh, Dickerson, Dickerson Pike is on the verge of becoming this massive. It, it is a massive corridor already in Nashville. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder if there are some major incentives. To yes. being there, well, um, because it's it's not a it's not necessarily a logical choice, if that makes sense. It's it's a future forward. It's choice. a it's a hey, five years from now, this is going to be popping, right? Especially if we own the land, yep, and we bought out everything there, yep, as opposed to you know paying. If $15,000 a month in 10 years, we could just buy it all now, save that overhead. All right. So what's going to be in this restaurant? Uh, vegetable forward grind style menu. Don't know what that means. Uh, that will change seasonally. Drink offerings, including a focus of a li uh, list of classic and specialty cocktails. Who would have thought? I can't Speci believe it. Specialty cocktails. I, I can't believe I just, it. I just, I, I, yeah. I. <laughs> yep. Okay, so um, let's see. Is there any? Okay, they're planning on opening Fancy Pants in early 2024. They better get to it. Yeah, early 24? That's what Business Journal says. Maybe they've been working on it. Yeah, maybe they just made the press release. Yeah. Early 24. But yeah. early 24 could be April <laughs> of 24. It could be right before it could summer. Be June yeah, of yeah. 24. It really could. All right, so uh, this is a, an exciting announcement. Uh, Whiskey Jam has moved from Midtown to Downtown. 
Yeah, so Whiskey Jam is a free concert series that usually happens when it starts getting warm outside. So you're, you're, you're thinking summer going into fall. Uh, but Whiskey Jam, I believe, um, and I may be wrong. Do they do they go from like f- early summer to uh, end of fall? It's been a long time since I've been to Whiskey Jam. Yeah, so I think it's I more think, uh, of a summer thing. Um, but I can't remember. But I the think exact they were doing. Things. I think they were doing winter pop up shows too. Um, winter Jam has been very successful for a lot of people. Winter Jam is not the same. Not thing. Winter Jam. Whiskey Jam. W- winter Jam is a Christian concert yeah, yeah, yeah. series downtown. That's been successful for a lot of people too. <laughs> uh, Whiskey Jam. They they've been going for about ten years or so in the city. Uh, so it looks like they they go all year round. I okay. have their I have their calendar up. Okay. So it's Thursdays and Mondays at Whiskey Row in downtown. They're going all year until December 28th. Okay. And then they take, it looks like they take a break from December to March. Okay. That makes sense. So typically this would happen at behind losers in Midtown and they would have a big giant stage back there. Use the parking lot as kind of the, uh, the attraction. And it was, it was like a locals, a really, really good locals concert. And if, Tourists happened to be there. They would enjoy it. But the locals knew it was happening every Thursday um, at Losers. And they knew that it wasn't going to be very tourist packed. And so a lot of a lot of locals would go. Uh, so it was a good opportunity to get people out. With this announcement, this announcement has been very interesting to watch on social media. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are, a lot of locals don't like that it's happening downtown. Because they're going to, the locals are, are uh, you know, they're going to have to mix and mingle with the tourists. tourists. So, oh man, that's, that's awful. Right. Right. And it's so terrible. And so instead of thinking about the, the way whiskey jam is positioning, this is they're saying, Hey, we've got some really good artists who may not be signed. And we have a chance to get them in front of an amazing crowd. Who's going to go home all over the country and the world and tell their friends about it. And, we're going to that exposure is now open to us from moving whiskey jam to downtown. And a lot of the locals just aren't happy about it because then they'd have to go downtown. And that's, that's the only reason why they're not happy. They're not there. It, so it's, it's, I can understand where they're coming from um, because it's way easier to navigate park and walk through midtown than it would be to do that downtown. Um, but this is a great opportunity for, local artists to have their music heard from people all around the world, right in downtown Nashville. Well, there's a quote from the, I think the guy that runs whiskey jam. We weren't focused on being underground anymore. We are more focused on exposing new music and introducing artists to audiences that might have not seen them before. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense. Um, Okay. So whiskey row also offers Mondays and Thursday night drink specials starting at $5. So get a drink That's in downtown great. for five yeah. bucks. Yeah. It's still a free concert series. Uh-huh. Like the only Which thing is, is, is you have to pay for parking. Just take an Uber. Yeah. Remind me of the, what, what, what's the location it's going to be? Whiskey, Whiskey Row. Whiskey Row. Okay. Yeah. So they had their first uh, day on September 18th. So. And Whiskey Row probably, they already have the infrastructure to put on a concert. Um, for Whiskey Jam, they would have to build a stage, yep. sound system, and everything for every week that they did it. Yep. So they're probably, you know, saving money as well by doing this. All right. So now let's get into this controversy of what's happening with the East Bank. 
As I said earlier, head to our Instagram, explore.nash. It's at like 215,000 views right now. Actually, maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. And just read the comments. You'll have a good old jolly time, and you may get really frustrated. But uh, so this was announced. Let's see. This was announced September 12th. Uh, the city of Nashville owns 30 acres surrounding the Titan Stadium, the new Titan Stadium and the old Titan Stadium. They own that land. And right. it's it's basically parking lots right now. And so one of the biggest comments is like, where are people going to park for tailgating? Where are people going to park for <clears throat> doing these different things in downtown? <laughs> well, that's going to come through private vendors, most likely. Yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting because I don't think that... Um, well, we know that it was passed last year that new developments don't have to include parking. And I'll say that with wasn't their, with their new plans. We were we were one of maybe three platforms that talked about that. That that like that did not hit the news circuits in between like everybody in Nashville. No, and and what you'll find a lot of times, and what we found through the comments of the video that we posted about that is. Most people don't know what's happening with the East Bank. Most people don't really know what's going on there. And so they think it's all stadium work or they think they don't really know what Nashville has put forward as the vision for the East Bank. And that's, you know, now, is it hard to communicate with two, three, four million people in Middle Tennessee? Um, yeah, it is, but the city prop, they need to step up their vision for the East bank, or they're going to lose a lot of support from people. Because I think once people understand what's happening, they'll be able to at least give some reasonable thoughts on it instead of just yelling into a television or yelling into a phone or yelling into a keyboard. But for right now, there's a lot of people who don't know what's going on. Yeah, and so it, it's interesting. We have covered, I would say, on this podcast when we were doing a five five shows a week, we have given the most coverage on the East Bank than any other platform. Oh, for sure. Hands down. And guess what? On Instagram, we're going to do more coverage on the East Bank. Than we, anybody. We, and than anybody. <laughs> we, we are in support of the development of the East Bank. It's 330 acres. Uh, let me just, let me get Greg. I, I, Greg, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were done for the day, but <laughs> you're not. He, he's running away. You okay. better catch him. Google Maps keeps taking me to Paris, Tennessee. I wonder why. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. So Greg is now, he, he is, he's available. So you can see on Google Maps, look at, they've changed the neighborhood. It says East Bank right there. Oh, wow. So they've changed the neighborhood. Over here, this is where River North is being developed. So this yep. is still part of East Bank. This is where Oracle's headquarters is going. Uh, this is where that new pedestrian bridge is going to cross into Germantown. Yep. Top Golf is right there. So a lot of lots happen. All of these little buildings right here have either gone for sale or are for sale. Yep. Right now. Now let's get into the deep heart of the East Bank. This is the Travel America site right here. This is 18 and a half acres. This is going to be a massive massive development of the east bank yep multiple buildings this is going to be like this is going to be like the premier luxury side of the east bank and then you're going to have all these gas wells relocating there's going to be a lot that's happening now the new stadium so where this parking lot is right here that we're looking in that's where the new stadium is going to go 
And then the 30 acres that we're going to talk about here in a second is Metro owned land. So it's this parking lot right here. It's all of this land right here. If this parking lot, it's this little land. The question is, is when that, when is this uh, 7-Eleven going to be <laughs> torn down? It's also this land right here. So Metro owns a lot. Now the biggest eyesore in downtown Nashville is PSC Metals. Uh, if you read some of the comments on that post, a lot of people are like, well, what's going to happen with PSC Metals, PSC Metals? In 2021. They don't own the land anymore. He doesn't own the company. Yeah. They've sold the metal company. Yeah. Inger still owns the land. He knows what's about to happen with this area where he's going to be able to sell an acre of land for 10 to $15 million minimum. Oh, yeah. Minimum. There was a Midtown building that just sold. It's uh, 0.34 acres. Sold for $4.14 million. Wow. Okay. So we've talked about this extensively. This All, all this warehouse district here on the other side of the East Bank is going to be developed. They're going to be building a bridge right here off of the Cumberland River going across here to connect. Uh, Freddie O'Connell has mentioned this a couple times. Uh, potential of a bus system from the airport to there or a light rail. This whole area is called the South Bank. There's just so much that's happening from a development standpoint. Basically, everything along the river from Shelby Bottoms, uh, from Shelby Bottoms to um, the uh, the to, to North Cumberland, North Cumberland to where the like Trinity TSU, mm-hmm. all that area, like the river is is getting. Redeveloped. Yep. From Shelby Bottoms to the TSU area. Yep. Uh, and so basically that's that's spoken for fifty to seventy five years of development. Yep. Um and and most people the the interesting thing is most people they they don't know what's happening or they don't care. They well that's part they, of it. Yeah. They don't they care. They just they're they're mad. They 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 care and they're mad and they don't know why because it's well, they say it's not the Nashville they used to be, but they're going to be saying that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's, it's, uh, it's something that Nashvillians, uh, and, and leave your comments, leave a thoughtful comment down in the comments here. If you're a native Nashvillian and you know, what is the solution to bring native Nashvillians to, to kind of, I would say the majority that are upset native Nashvillians to kind of have peace with, with what's happening. Not that, you know, we necessarily are asking for it because we're part of the development. We don't have a building. We don't have investments. We don't have, we're just talking about it. And, but I've, I'm just genuinely curious to know what that solution is because I personally couldn't imagine being just genuinely upset every day of my life that a new building is being built in, uh, in my old hometown. Like it, w- what kind of life is that? I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. And it's also good for your town. Like it means money is coming into your town. Yeah. And I get, I can understand maybe being upset and thinking that like these overlords are coming to, to, to ruin your life. Cause you really don't have any, any control of what's going on and become the overlord. Right. So, so there's, there's a lot of things that I think that that Nashville needs to, when I say national, I mean the people who have lived here, their, their entire lives and are upset. 
there needs to be some conversations that are happening between the city and these people. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say that's that's one thing the city has not done well. No, the metro no, the metro government metro government does not do that well. No, I feel, and you may feel the same thing. I feel we've been a better spokesman or spokesperson of Nashville than metro government. In, in some in, in some, some sense, in, in some sense, you know, and and a lot of times we we like what's going on, but a lot of times we don't even have to say it because we are just saying what's what is happening. Yeah. And, and that's what you don't see necessarily from a podium from Metro. A lot of that comes through press releases and yep. not a conversation. Yeah. Um, so and, hopefully- and I think they don't do a great job of, of all these little community meetings and everything like r- really misses the boat of the opportunity for people to, there are lots of better ways that people can engage in the conversation. Half the time, People just it, the community meetings are at six o'clock in this, you know, neighborhood in downtown and people just they they have stuff going on and it's probably the l- least convenient way to do things. Yeah. So there. Yeah. There, Metro's got a lot of work to bring that piece. I know they've got a lot of issues between them and the state. Yeah. There's a lot of issues from them to the people to figure out, hey, we've all got to live and work and, and enjoy this city. And we got to find a way for the city to to heal this hate that the natives have for their own city. Yeah, and that's it's an interesting topic. I hope that this podcast can be a a voice in that situation. Yeah, um, we've offered a lot of people the on. opportunity to come on this podcast who hate everything about what's going on. Not very many people have taken us up on that offer. I would say zero. I'll say zero. Zero, and we've, zero people we've, we've, we've invited specifically to talk about this have not taken us up on this offer. Uh, I think we've we've offered that offer to probably close to 100 people. Yep. And no one has taken us up on the offer. Nope. And if we can get Freddie back on the show, which I think we will, he's going to be able to speak into this a little bit more. A little bit more. But he, he's not like you he's not have Freddie saying developer. he's against development. No, no. So you, you need somebody who's like just in utter gut wrench every single day about this development. All right. So let, let's get into the 30 acres. What's being developed on Metro owned land that they are leasing to the developer. This is not your taxpayer dollars going to this. The developers paying for it all. Metro is making money on the back end because they're leasing out the land. Right. And they, I don't think they were previously. No, they weren't making money. It's a parking lot. Like are the Titans, like, are, are you paying for parking there for Titans games? I don't think so. No. You're not making money. And it's just, I, I don't understand it. So uh, initially when they did this, this went out to, I think, 20 companies or so. From the 20 companies, based on this survey, they solidified down to four companies. And it was a survey of like 500 questions uh, or it was like fi- based off of 500 points. And I may be getting that wrong on that number. So they ended up choosing a Boston developer, uh, F- Fallen, Fallon. And they have developed some really cool things in Boston. Like there's this whole, there's this whole area of Boston that they've developed. Like it's this restaurant. It's really awesome. Like I've been to some of their projects in Boston. So this is the renderings coming out. So let's go ahead and show this, Aaron. Uh, so this is what they're intending right so, here. So is that, in- that Xbox in the top left-hand corner is the stadium. That's exactly what I was about to say <laughs> is the Xbox is the stadium. Um, <laughs> You think they would have gone a little bit taller. Uh, Okay, so this is some of the 30 acres that's going to be developed of Metroland. This is only phase one. 
So there's still, I think, phase two and phase three of what they're going to work on. Correct. So there's going to be a lot of apartments. Um, the bigger conversation is, according to Metro Nashville and this group, they're going to be having affordable housing here. So yeah, the, I think the it's interesting. Ten percent of the units. Yeah, ten percent of the units. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the interesting thing about that is, first off, we need the, the the there's a really good comment on that video about what affordable housing is. The city of Nashville Metro Council, I think this was about two years ago, they incentivized developers to get tax breaks on their property taxes based on the certain amount of units affordable being housing units. affordable yeah. housing. And affordable housing, I think, has different definitions. Per uh, city? Depending on, because you can have MDHA developments yep. that are affordable housing. You can, you can have Section 8 housing. You can have all of these things. Um, and they have different affordable housing terms. So I, I think some affordable housing terms are like they'll cover a, a larger percentage of your rent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there will be affordable housing things where as long as you make, you know, under 70 percent of the median income in Nashville for a, a household or something like that, then you can then you can be in there um, at their terms. So there's there's a lot of affordable housing is a very blanket term for a lot of different things. Yep. So you really have to dive into the specifics well, I of, think, of, of what that would be. And it's it's only 10%. Honestly, I think that... Well, there's 10% and then there's one whole unit that's whole, all affordable housing. Oh, gotcha. I would even think it would be very cool to say, you know, hey, we don't have any affordable housing units in here, but for staff who work there... For Metro? We have... It doesn't have to be for Metro. It could be for... You know, for for staff that work in the East Bank, the, the buildings or the yep. East Bank or, or something the, like the, that, there's dedicated housing just for them. That would be great instead of affordable housing. Yeah, that would be fantastic. So I want to zoom in on this. They didn't really do a good job with the renderings of this, but you can see the pedestrian bridge here. So the bridge building is staying. Yep. I love how they have the ghost ballet there in the corner. That's yep. nice. Uh, the boat dock. That thing looks impressive. The boat docks there. You no um, longer have that slope. Yep. Uh, so basically they've extended the pedestrian bridge in this rendering. So yep. now let me open up the other renderings. The, these look, these buildings look a lot better than the parking lots that are there. Oh yeah. But I want to zoom in on this. Okay. So 7-Eleven is not in this photo. Well, uh, we, <laughs> we knew it wouldn't be. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to back up to the other ones. Oh, where did that go? All right. So same image starting off for number one. All right, so there's their signature. This is the reverse view of what we just saw. So, so you can see the AT the right. building right there. Yep. You can see the 505, which had a lot of controversy recently. A lot recently. of flood damage. Um, but this looks awesome. Like, this looks like a little amphitheater type thing. I don't even know what's happening there. I, I think it's an amphitheater. I think it's a very, like, a game day experience type monitor. Yeah, and video, that, video, that could be, like, like that an could outdoor be, video wall. That could be, like, a great spot for tailgating. Yep. Uh, the stadium's right here to your right. You can see there's a park here. Everyone's like, yeah. well, where's the park's going to be? There's like, going to be a park in front yeah, of the stadium. So, yeah, and tail, so tailgating's going to be different. It's it's not going to be... It's going to be modernized. It's not going to be... You're exactly right. It's not going to be park your truck, bring out the grill, and then satellite and the television. It's going to be um, park downtown, walk around, shop, eat, uh, enjoy the fandom with all of the other Titans fans that are there. And and then and then walk into the game. So it is it is going to be very different. The park that's going to be just west of the stadium, facing downtown, 
there will probably be. be a lot of celebrating and tailgating going on there, just not with your cars. Yeah, it's. I think what's going to end up happening is there's going to be a lot of private vendors and companies that start for this yeah. that specialize in Titan tailgates. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And it, it's going to do really yeah. well for the marketplace. Like, yeah. It's going to be really good. But what, what's interesting about this rendering is two things. It looks like there's a lot of rooftop access right there to the left. Yeah. I don't know what this circle building is, <laughs> and I don't know what this thing is. It looks like a little water park attraction. So, okay, so now you see the pedestrian bridge there? Yeah. Like that expansion with yeah. that ramp. Like, that looks really It does. Cool. It looks really, really good. Uh, and that's called the Music City Mile, and that's a great name for the pedestrian bridge. Whoa. All right, so this is the circle thing that we were just mentioning. I don't know what it is. Is it an aquarium? I, is it a it's piece of art? art. Um, it should be an aquarium, but it's probably just art. Aquarium downtown would be cool. All right, next one. All right, so this is that game day experience. So the huge, massive screen, which actually may be the largest screen in the state of Tennessee at some point. It maybe. I think there are scoreboards yeah. in other stadiums that yeah. I think are probably going to be. But like than that. this thing looks awesome. This looks yeah. like a true game day experience. Like the tailgating opportunities here. Like I know you want to bring in your alcohol and stuff, and I think that would still happen. It's just it's going to be. There's going, to, there's going to have to be a, like a grocery store, yeah, that's selling. <laughs> but you won't be able cans. to. Um, but you won't be able to walk around with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless and that's going to be the difference. That's going to be the difference unless it's a private event. Unless it's a private event, correct? Or if it's and zoned, correct? Correctly. Yeah. All right. Next one. All right. So these are two of the towers that they're building. Uh, view of the hotels. So this is not. This is interesting. Water Finger Park. Who came up with that name? Yeah, that needs to go. Like, why are you naming your park <laughs> that? Uh, so this is going to be the two hotels re- near the Titan Stadium. All right. So this is another watching area. This looks Ground like level a, see a Taylor Luan jersey, which is hilarious. That's great there. Uh, so these are those little places with the rooftop bars and stuff that we were looking at. Yeah, I think this is awesome. The, the amount of outdoor eating and restaurants, the walkability of this neighborhood. Yeah. I'm super excited for this. Yeah. I think this is going to be great. So this is uh, the Music City Mile. Part of it, yeah. So this is, I think this is a residential building. What are, um, what are you thinking the chances are that, that green, those trees will actually be built on the buildings? I think it's high. You think it's high? Yeah. I'm going to say low. Because um, they've done other stuff in Boston that has a bunch of trees. On the buildings? On the buildings. Okay. Uh, I love the East Bank little roundabout or carousel, whatever that thing is. <laughs> um, this dog's having a good old time and they're wondering. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, next one. So this may be the area where TPAC is moving. That hasn't been fully announced yet. A lot yeah, of money has been allocated towards TPAC yeah. removing. The, the opportunity for TPAC to move is there. Yeah, it's great. Um, another area looks like more residential. All right, definitely more residential. Yeah. That's this is the affordable housing plus the WeGo station, so this is going to be the bus hub. A lot of I think possibly possibly because well the they Wego have the, they have the photos there, the, so you the see the Wego, photos of the buses. Yeah, the interesting thing is the WeGo station originally was going to be where On the other side right where um where Je- uh, not Jefferson Street not, is. not Jefferson Street uh James Robertson yeah it was it was going to be more in that area, uh, so this is interesting. Maybe see. there's going to be two. I, I mean, they really should. Yeah. Um, now, right. here's the interesting thing. Where's East Bank Boulevard? In all of this? Yeah. I don't see it. <laughs> like, I, that's, that, that is my biggest complaint about these renderings is you, you have this big focus corridor that you uh-huh. want in. Uh-huh. Where is this corridor going to be? Where's built? East Bank Boulevard? Yeah. It's supposed to go right, right through, through this. the middle. 
after this, we'll go back to the wide shot, see if we can look All at right. a few things. So the cool thing about this is I love the General Jackson in this photo. Yeah. I, I love how everyone includes the General Jackson in every one of their renderings. If it's the <laughs> Cumberland River, the General Jackson's going to be there. Yeah. I really enjoy the bridge building looks like it's going to stay, which I don't think it's going to stay. Um, I think it will. I, I really will. enjoy how, like, it looks like they're going to be really intentional with that riverfront, build yeah. more activations and parks and more, yeah. like, concessions there at the river. Yeah. And it looks like some from, like, from a flood management standpoint, that's been a lot of the comments that we're getting, too. Yeah. It looks like, I, and I, I don't know, it looks like behind this glass building, they may be doing retaining walls. So if it does flood, it floods the park. That would be interesting. So scoot your zoom in and go to the right side of the rendering. So like right here. Yeah, I. It looks like with that Music City Mile, the pedestrian bridge, it'll yep. it'll kind of float into there, curve to the right, and then that's your and then exit. go down a little mm -hmm. bit closer to the river to complete that mile. That makes which, sense. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. All right, next rendering. So this looks more like the like the rendering of that game day area. Yeah, I, I like the pool there. Like imagine watching like the game from that pool. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yep. All right, next rendering. All right, so South Stadium Plaza. So this is the view of the plaza. Up. Oh, this is the view of the plaza from the south side. So on the other side of this would be the downtown Nashville skyline. Okay, gotcha. And there's that building. Okay, let's go back to the main one. All right, here we are. Is that East Bank Boulevard? That's East Bank Boulevard right so, there. Okay, zoom out as much as you can on that uh, photo. That's as much as I can uh, zoom. East Bank Boulevard, I think, is going to be bigger, but at least it's it's there. It's in I the was, renderings. I was worried that it wasn't there um, because I think East Bank Boulevard is going to be larger than uh, than that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Well, at least it's there. It's two lanes on both <laughs> sides. They're not showing the park fully here. Right. So the WeGo, WeGo station right here in this middle, that building right there, would make sense. Having one WeGo station there. I think it would be to the, the one to the, to right? the right. Okay. I think so. Which doesn't make any sense. Unless it's curved and then they get here. Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. There's a lot of public art. There's a lot of trees. Yep. Uh, rooftops with grass on them. Yeah. So let us know in the comments below what your thoughts are on these renderings. We know this was a longer episode and we talked about West Tennessee. We talked about a lot of things in this episode. Uh, so let us know in the comments. Also, if you're not following us on Instagram, we are releasing almost daily videos over there. Explore.nash. Uh, a lot of videos coming. We have the West Tennessee trip. We have another trip coming up in a few days. Uh, and then uh, we're, we're releasing a ton of fall foliage and fall things to do. So if you want to go support these local businesses, uh, make sure to watch the videos on explore.nash. Share this with your friends if they are upset or for the East Bank development. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. If you want to learn more, head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Explore.Nash on Instagram, Nashville Daily Podcast on YouTube, and Explore.Nash on YouTube as well. The Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore LLC production, copyright 2023.